Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hello, America. It's Monday, and uh, we're trying our darndest to be less white. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a little sick and tired of all the whiteness. I'm way too white. You're way too white. Way yeah. too white. Yeah. When I would decrease my whiteness by 30, 40% minimum. Today, today, I hope, and right? then in the future, I will hope, hope to be the opposite of white. Well, I have to tell you, I, I'm, I'm working towards race trader, uh, which, mm. according according to the left is now something all white people should uh strive for strive aspire for, yeah. to yeah you you really want to be a race trader so that's my goal doesn't have to be everybody's goal but if it's not you will be destroyed uh so well sure we're gonna go into the latest on uh being less white according to coca-cola in 60 seconds so you yeah Gosh, he's so spooky. It's like he's really here. And I know he's not. He's just reading our mind, that Kyle. What's his name? Kyle. Not Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> the guy from Star Wars. Kylo Ren? Yeah, Kylo. Kylo Ren. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> Kyler. And I'm like, K- not. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle Ren. Kyle. <laughs> he's a traitor. A stock traitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is white, you know. <laughs> Kyle. All right. Uh, you have the best pillow that you've ever slept with. If you have a my pillow, uh, the Giza Dream Sheets from my pillow, the best, soft, durable. You got two for one. What could possibly make your night's sleep even better? How about the my pillow mattress topper? The mattress topper guarantees the most restful, deep healing sleep. You you can have uh, three layers of superior support. That will evenly distribute the um, the body weight and regulate your temperature through the night. Four corner straps to hold the topper in place, and it's all covered with a durable. I'm sorry, isn't that the penguin in uh, a year without Santa Claus? Topper. I don't know. I will say, <laughs> I, I had grandkids. <clears throat> we watched it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's all covered with a durable, softer-than-silk fiber that zips right off, completely machine-washable and dryable. So get your uh, get your mattress topper now and uh, and sleep really, really well with MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, use the promo code BECK, receive the incredible offer. Right now, the mattress topper and pillows come with a 10-year warranty and 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, or call 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. So Coca-Cola has found itself in a little bit of hot water after a viral social media post revealed that some Coca-Cola employees have completed a racial sensitivity training course that teaches participants how to be less white. Now, Carlin Borisenko, who is uh, a psychiatrist and somebody who is fighting against this 
this crazy, dangerous, and dare I say evil critical race theory that is now being put into all of our corporations. You are going to face this, and you need to stand up against it. Um, She exposed this uh, on uh, Friday, and we're going to talk to her in about 25 minutes about it. But the, the slides from the course titled Confronting Racism states understanding what racism means and what it means to be white. What it means to be white. Okay. What does it mean to be black? What does it mean to be Jewish? Challenging what it means to be a racist. Now, they go through the slides, and uh, one says, to be less white. Now, imagine, again, if we were to reverse the colors. That's how you always know if something's wrong. You just reverse the subject, and uh, if, the, uh, if it feels bad when you say it, eh, then, you know, it's probably racist the other way, too. So if I said, you need to be less black, Coca-Cola would like their workers to be less black. Really? Wow. Yeah, that would, that, there would be no Coca-Cola. Yeah, it would be no. one week from today mm-hmm. if they were to do that. Uh, by the way, you want to talk about the whitest American Western company? Uh, I would say it would have to be Coca-Cola. I mean, when you, when you think of white culture, Stu, white culture, they're from atlanta do you think that was black culture Mm. no they were oppressing people in atlanta Uh, yeah that's right okay Mm -hmm. but if you think of them an american company it's always traditionally been levi's and coca-cola now levi's is kind of bitten the dust a little bit uh but coca-cola is everywhere it's an american company be less white is to be less coca-cola really Quite honestly, I mean, dare I say it, Uh, to be less white is to be less oppressive, Hmm. to be less arrogant, to be less certain, to be less defensive, to be less ignorant, to be more humble. Calling white people as a race ignorant. Can you, again, shall we reverse the colors on that yeah. one and see how it works out? I mean, let's just, all white people are arrogant and ignorant. What is racism, honestly, other than defining a group of people based on a negative characteristic, right? Is, is, is ignorance a negative characteristic? Uh-huh. Uh, is, uh, is arrogance a negative characteristic? Of uh-huh. course it is. When you define, this is the definition of racism. Robin DiAngelo, Ibram X. Kendi, this entire movement of white fragility and anti-racism should be viewed the same way that Richard Spencer is viewed. Yes. As, a, as, intele- as racism wrapped in intellectualism. Yes. That's what it is. That's what it is. So if you would have Richard Spencer out to talk about his ideas to see if maybe that should guide your company while you're selling fizzy beverages, then perhaps you should bring out Robin DiAngelo. Well, IBM might have done that. 
you know, in the past. They might have brought <laughs> no. the head of the Nazi party, you know. They in just actually as, made yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, that's where they were. So hmm. we got that going for us. Of course, Ford Motor Company would have done that as well. Uh, but these are old-timey things. Yeah, these are old-timey things. They would not things. bring them in today, I right. say. No, but they But they are, would bring in the reverse. The, they, they are bringing in the reverse. It is exactly the same thing. And the problem is, is to be an anti-racist... My my daughter said to me a few months ago, and I said, I can't answer that right now. I can now. She's like, Dad, why won't you? The, the, it's not enough to be, you know, not a racist. You have to be anti-racism. And I said, yeah, that sounds good. She said, what's the problem with it? And I said, I don't know, but I can guarantee you something. <laughs> because, well, I, yeah, it I, is. Yeah. It, and look, we are anti-racism, but not part of this anti-racist Ibram X. Kendi is the guy who wrote the book Correct. about it. We're not part of that. Right. And so the anti-racist as it is being sold mm-hmm. is to conquer racism, to be an anti-racist, you must be racist against the white population. Mm-hmm. So, and that's stated that way. So they <laughs> state that it is racism. The only uh, cure for future or for present discrimination is future discrimination. That's Ibram X. Kendi. He's saying it. We we view there's been oppression, right? And because of that, we must discriminate against white people in the future to make up for that that uh, problem, that oppression. It, because people, black people, were oppressed 50 years ago, we must oppress white people now. That is literally from his book, and and that is what these companies are telling their employees to embrace. Yes. Now, Coca-Cola says, not so fast, oh, no? Mr. White person. Oh, okay. Maybe you, to be less white, should be less certain. Uh, mm. <laughs> the course in question was administered by author Robin D'Angelo, whose book, White Fragility, has become the staple in many workplace diversity training programs. I mean, that statement in and of itself is the problem. Uh-huh. It, like, they're just saying, well, basically everyone else is doing it, so we should do it, too. That's not a good excuse. If everyone was having Richard Spencer come speak at their company. Would you please listen? Yes. The description of the course stated the intent was to teach attendees what it means to be white, what it means to be racist. The instruction explicitly stated that to be less white is to be less oppressive and less arrogant. However, all of the slideshows and everything. That's what she said you could do on your own time. Oh, so she wasn't Coca-Cola was not saying that to be white is arrogant. They're not doing that. They just hired her to say this is what it means. And you can find this now on my website. And so a bunch of Coca-Cola employees went out and did that. And they were like, ah, this is horrifying. But Coca-Cola wants you to know they did not make that, quote, the focus Ah. of the course. Like, for example, if you were to bring in Richard Spencer, a guy who's identified essentially as the uh, intellectual head of the alt-right. Nazi party. The Nazi, yeah, Yeah. that movement. If you happen to bring him in and have him speak... On, on his love for universal health care. Yeah. 
or his love for abortion, for example, yeah. which mm-hmm. are both positions he holds. Yes, yeah. his love of socialist government. Yeah, exactly. And shockingly, you know, he's mm. said to be on the right with those views. But we'll ignore yeah. that for a moment <laughs> right. and say, let's say he came in and just said, you know what? We heart abortion here at Coca-Cola and we heart uh, universal health care. Would it be controversial? Yes, sure. He's got that uh, ethno-nationalist thing going on on the side that he referred you to, but that wasn't the focus of our teachings. Right. He just believes Hitler didn't go far enough and we should finish <laughs> the work that Hitler did with the Jews. But you that wasn't, quote, the focus of the training. <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Now, McDonald's is also doing this. McDonald's on Thursday said that it will tie executive bonuses for new goals for diversifying the company and for the first time publicly release democratic, uh, democrat, uh, demographic details of its workforce. Under the new rules... The CEO stands to lose 15% of his $2.25 million annual bonus if he fails to meet goals to increase the portion of women, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, and other minorities in senior leadership roles. Okay. Okay. Uh, Starbucks in October linked compensation to diversity goals, but didn't provide details on how these were going to be weighed and measured. McDonald's said in July it would launch initiatives to increase diversity, but it hadn't developed yet exact mechanisms to do that. Uh, Wednesday, they claimed that it aimed to boost women in leadership roles, senior director and above from 37 to 45 percent globally by the end of 2025. It also said it would increase the portion of historically underrepresented groups in leadership roles in the United States from 29% to 35% in five years. Black people comprise 10% of McDonald's senior level management, higher than the 7% re- uh, reported by other restaurant chains. Now, what is the population percent of black in the general population? 12? Yeah. 13 so they're 10 so they're doing close i mean you know you get it for 10 15 Mm -hmm. then that would be normal because unless you're trying to do something where you're not looking at merit because you should pretty much be able to say i've got statistically the representation of the country sure you know, and I'm not trying to balance it that way. It's just that, you know, they're good people of all races. And this is 11 percent of the population. And maybe we have a little bit more because maybe some of our, you know, our franchisees are, you know, grew up in that neighborhood or whatever it is. I would. Uh, I would I would venture to say that anything more than that might be. Right. Race, racist? Were you about to say racism? Because I know, I know that that's that can't work that way. For example, uh, we hear a lot about the racism in the NFL because they only have like something like fifteen percent of their coaches are black, which of course is racist. Somehow, of course, they don't tend to focus on the jobs that you know everyone wants from childhood to play. In the NFL, how a country with 13% African-American population fills up over 70% of the jobs that everyone wants in the NFL. 
No one ever seems to think that's racist. I certainly don't think it's racist. I think it's a merit-based job. But for some reason, everyone seems to think that's totally normal. As if, I don't know, black people are inherently better at this multi-million dollar job than white people are. No one sees any racism well, in that implication. Well, However, when down. coaches are just the representation level okay, of society, right. that's I, a crime against I've humanity. Gotta, I've got to shut you down. Making sure uh, I understand the rules, that's I'm all. Trying to, I'm trying to be less white, and you are clearly going in the opposite direction. I, you know what? You've shed some white you today, are never, and I've, you, I've absorbed the white. You are never going to work at McDonald's or Coca-Cola. You never oh, no. will work there. So take that. Put that in I, your put that in your pipe, Mr. Snottier and holier than thou. I, yeah. I, I will say with much of the product I'd be stealing, uh, they don't want me working there anyway. <laughs> uh, I saw a story in the Wall Street Journal today. The money boom is already here. Uh, wow, this is this is really great. Uh, apparently the money supply how much, how much do you think has increased in the last year? Probably like a half a percent. A half a percent. Something like that. No, seriously. Out of all the money that we have printed, how much more did we print in the last 12 months? I, I mean, I have no idea. 26%. 26% more money. And that's before the $1.9 trillion uh -huh. bill. And everything is. else that we've done. Okay. 26%. That's the largest one-year jump since 1943. Ah. Uh, what happened then? Anything happened then? <laughs> yeah, it was a nuclear nuclear bomb. Oh. Went oh, on. my gosh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the money boom is here, according to the Wall Street Journal. And the story goes on. And it just blabs for a while. And it's like, yeah, it's going to... You know, really devalue the money and something about your dollar being worth less. Or I, I, I didn't read all of it. I just thought more money. That's great. Uh, may I suggest holding dollars, everything you have in dollars might not be the best idea. Trade some of those dollars for gold. It's easy. Protect your retirement portfolio today before it's too late. I believe that you should have 10% of what you have in gold um that's just a good rule of thumb now your ira it can all be done with gold line and you can allocate some of your retirement portfolio into precious metals it's prudent it is wise nobody is saying put everything into it that's absurd now gold line is offering six percent in promotional metals delivered directly to you with a qualifying purchase for your self-directed ira or your 401k or other retirement accounts don't wait please hedge your bet against the money inflation that is coming 866 gold line 1866 gold line or goldline.com 10 seconds station id trying so hard to not be white hey by the way uh nearly a third of americans want to break up the united states into like-minded countries now this is a new poll out they found a shocking percentage of americans are in favor of the dissolution of the united states of america this according to a, a new survey nearly a third of americans want to break it up and create smaller like-minded countries 
Some people say the divisions within our country have grown so deep that we would be better off dividing into more like-minded regions that would govern themselves separately. Do you support or oppose the idea of dividing the United States into more than one nation? 29%, 10% strongly, 19% somewhat agreed. They were in favor. Noticeable differences based on political lines and geography, surprisingly, 37% of independents were the ones most likely to secede or divide the country. 35% of Republicans wanted to secede, followed by 21% of Democrats who wanted their own country of like-minded individuals. Now, I can guarantee you that Republican and Democrats, those would have flipped had Donald Trump sure. won the election. All, you know, all these polls wind up being affected by who's president. So, Stu, see if this rings an old bell. The proposal now is to divide the U.S. into five regional <laughs> unions based on geography and political affiliation. The Pacific, California, Washington, Oregon, Hawaii, and Alaska. Mountain, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. The South, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Then the Heartland and the Northeast. Gee, I'm trying to remember. We'll have to check back on this tomorrow. Who was it? that said we were going to break up in five regions. A hint, it wasn't me. Although I've been saying it, I've been reporting on something for almost 20 years. Tomorrow's broadcast, don't miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I got a deal for you. Don't tell nobody, okay? But I got a dose of the COVID vaccine right here in my back pocket. It's got your name on it, see? All's I need, and it's just a formality, you understand? I'm going to need your bank account number and your password. No big deal. I mean, I'm with the government. Uh, you get this totally legitimate, not bogus vaccine at all. That is, uh, I'm a cyber criminal. I'm a crime. I'm a crime guy now that because I'm offering you vaccines. Yeah, uh, it's important to know that with COVID going around, cyber crime and identity theft has increased exponentially. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all businesses and transactions, but they can help you keep what's yours, yours, with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK now for 25% off at LifeLock.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Do it now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The organizational psychologist who uh, helps companies become better. She has uh, now committed herself to combating the influence of critical race theory in America. Her name is uh, Dr. Carlin Borisenko, good friend of the program. 
Hi, Carlin. How are you? I'm doing well, Glenn. Thanks for having me back. So you made uh, some headlines over the weekend. Uh, you are the one who wrote the first post about Coca-Cola. Tell me how this happened and and what happened. Yeah, so on Friday, well, let me back up one day. On Thursday, Coca-Cola sent out an email to its employees about this this uh, this diversity training program that they were implementing in which they said a specific course of programming was required. Now, the very next day, I got an email from a whistleblower at the company who had been talking with their team members, and all of them were incredibly uncomfortable about this specific training that told them to try to be less white. And so one of them was very brave and he has watched my videos on YouTube and reached out to me and provided me evidence of the training. And I posted it on Twitter, frankly, not really expecting it to get the reception that it did, because I feel like I've been screaming about these Mm -hmm. training programs for the better part of a year. But thankfully, uh, a lot of people took notice and it's really gotten a lot of attention. Now, Coca-Cola has done some really disturbing things. They are all in on the Great Reset and the ESGs, which people need to watch for. ESG, environmental, social, and governmental standards. So the social part is like critical race. It is social justice. Uh, the environmental piece is, is the Green New Deal. Uh, and these companies are resetting, and Coca-Cola has been on the forefront of it. If you look into Coca-Cola's online presence and what they say, their bottling company in Europe actually justifies, says, in order for us to justify our business license, we do X, Y, and Z. And uh, when did we have to start justifying a business license? I mean, you have to be within the parameters, but now you have to do social work. You have to do training on critical race theory, et cetera, et cetera, to, quote, justify your business license. They're just ahead of the 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 rest of these corporations, I think. Well, maybe, but I actually think that the questions at play here are much bigger than Coca-Cola. You know, a lot of people have been calling for a boycott of Coca-Cola since the news broke. And while I think that's all fine, well, and good, the reality is that this training exists on LinkedIn Learning. And what that means is that there are probably thousands of other companies out there that are having employees do this very same training. And we already know that there are there are employees from some of the biggest companies in the world that are actually taking this training as we speak. So for my money, I think that the story about Coke is interesting just because it's a really large company. But mm-hmm. the 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 um, the amount of companies that are already doing this and the amount of money that Robin D'Angelo is making convincing white people that they are racist is the real story here. So tell me what she was teaching. Coca-Cola came out and said, no, 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 that stuff on that stuff on LinkedIn, that wasn't the focus of the training. That's how they tried to deny it and say that, no, 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 we weren't doing any of that. What were they doing? Well, I also think it's worth noting that you're you're quoting Coca-Cola's first statement that was procured by the Blaze, but they actually came out with a second statement a couple hours later, which says, oh, no, no, we weren't having our employees do this specific training at all. So they went from confirmation to denial within a couple hours. But I mean, this is this is very typical Robin D'Angelo training. It's teaching white people that they are every negative, every negative thing in the book. And what it's actually doing is um, Robin D'Angelo's big 
biggest grievances are frankly with people who are presenting a self empowerment uh, that she feels uncomfortable with. It's when people, you know, aren't, aren't afraid to express themselves, aren't afraid to stand up for what they believe in. It's a very specific type of communication style that she seems to have the most grievances with. And she's labeling that as all white people, which, of course, is not the case at all. And in fact, I'll tell you this, the whistleblower that reached out to me is not white in any way, shape or form. And they were still uncomfortable with the specific training. So there are so many people that I know. I have friends in in so many different businesses in big companies from, you know, from financial houses to lawyers to architects to show people Um and they are they're all saying they're going through these trainings and I've asked them, so what are you doing about it? We just shut up. I said that that's possibly the worst thing you can do. And they're like, I don't want to lose my job, Glenn. And I honestly don't know who's on my side. I know a couple of people that we kind of look at each other during the meetings, but I don't know who's shutting their mouth and who feels like this is the right thing to do. And I'll lose my job. What should people do? Yeah, I mean, it is a sticky situation to be in because even if you ask questions about these trainings, you are at very real risk of losing your job. But I'll tell you this, what I'm trying to do right now is actually I'm working on getting critical race theory banned in state agencies and in state contractors at a state level in New Hampshire. There is actually a bill right now. I just testified for it last week in the New Hampshire House of Representatives called HB 544, which would ban state money being spent on this type of training. And I actually know from the whistleblower lowers at Coke, that when President Trump issued his executive order that banned this at a federal level, Coke actually put the pause on it for a minute. And they brought it back after Biden rescinded the executive order on his first day. So I think the very best thing people can do right now is reach out to your state representatives, try to get this banned on a state level in state agencies and in state government contractors, and that'll go a long way. I think we also need uh, some sort of a uh, a lawyer action group that can uh, give people advice or represent people. I mean, I can't believe that if you object to a uh, you have to be less white, I can't believe that you're going to lose in a court of law. Well, it's funny because I don't know if you've been following the story of Jody Shaw, who was a whistleblower at Smith College, but she just resigned over like last week uh, in, re- in reference to the same type of thing happening at Smith College. And she filed complaints with their HR offices. And what she was told was civil rights laws aren't written to protect people who look like you. Wow. Uh, I'd love to see that tested Uh uh, in court because that if that's true we're done as a nation yeah you mentioned that that people that who the person who reached out to you was not white with the coca-cola thing i, I think it's fascinating yep. and that like how important in the turnaround of this nonsense is it for people who are not white to step up and say this is wrong because that's got to be a crucial part of the momentum to turn this around. Because it was it's all Martin white Luther people King. talking about. Right, exactly. Martin when Luther King people, had a lot of white pastors and yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's critical to the operation because how this is usually framed is that the reason the white people speak up is that they're scared or they're fragile or any of these things. And that's simply not the case. So I think that everyone who is this should not be a black or white or brown issue. This shouldn't even be a Democrat versus Republican issue, quite frankly. If you are opposed to racism, you should be opposed to things like this. And I have to tell you, some of the feedback I've received from black people has been, well, Carlin, we were told to be less black in the workplace for years. And that's very valid. But that's also wrong and racist. That shouldn't be happening either. And if you're against that type of racism, then you should be against this as well. So tell me, see, the problem with critical race theory to me and this anti-racist thing is its objective is to employ reverse racism. The only way to uh, cure it is to punish those uh, of another race and to have this reverse racism, which is an incredible goal to have. So they admit that that's what they're trying to do. Correct or not correct? Yeah, that's that's exactly correct. Yeah, the the goal of critical race theory is that racism exists everywhere. And it says that white people put these systems in place in order to maintain power. And the only way to get rid of racism is to, you know, bring bring the white people down a level, essentially. So how do you argue with somebody who says, well, how can you disagree that white people wrote the rules and and this country was, you know, founded by a bunch of white people? Well, I would say, yeah, it was founded by a bunch of white people, but this country has been all about progress and creating a more perfect union. I mean, the founders of this country were not perfect men, but they were good men and they were trying to do the right thing. And even when Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, it was very obvious that he was uncomfortable with slavery and was trying to build mechanisms in to get slavery, um, you know, to be outlawed in the future. And so I think that, you know, we are not a perfect country, but we get better and better and better all the time. And these policies are simply regressing us back to a place that is that was even before the civil rights movement in this country. It makes absolutely no sense. And I just don't think the people uh, continuing them have thought about what the end goal is. They don't they don't take into consideration that when Robin D'Angelo says all white people are racist. Well, guess what? She means you, too. And she means the CEOs of all these companies. And if the goal is to destroy white privilege, well, that means all of your institutions are going to get tear down, torn down in the process. And so what what does that really leave us with? I don't think that uh, leaves us much to build on. There are very real and valid questions about race in this country, but this is not the way to fix it. I can't believe you ever you were ever thinking that you were you know liberal or a progressive uh, <laughs> i can't believe it to hear you quote thomas jefferson and our founders uh, i'm just so happy and and uh, proud to be your friend proud to be your friend uh, well thank you glenn and i have to tell you it's, it's been a little over a year since i went to that trump rally i do i do consider myself a liberal um but i think that i i consider myself a liberal in the way that you know i'm classic. a free thinker i like listening yeah classical yeah, liberal if you i'm will. a classic Although liberal I, I refuse to modify it with that term though because i think that the word liberal gets a bad rap and and i want to take it back <laughs> yeah good for you good for you um carlin thank you so much carlin borisenko uh, more in just a second Sherry lives in Michigan. She used to have pain in her hips. It was so bad she could barely get out of bed. She spent most of her day not getting up and it would frequently drive her to tears. Thankfully, her husband took the time to start researching things to help, you know, help her anything, anything. 
He eventually landed on Relief Factor. He suggested she give it a try. And, of course, she said yes. She had nothing to lose except for her pain. She said once she started taking it, it didn't take very long to see the results. Literally, five days after taking it, she started noticing that her pain was severely diminished. Shortly after that, she was completely out of pain. These days, she has no problem getting around. Sherry got her life back. And so could you. Please try it. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Just try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work in three weeks, probably not going to work for you. Just try it. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we were just talking to Carlin uh, Borisenko about this training that companies are doing now uh, to be anti-racist that is so racist in and of itself and how important it is for uh, you know, African-Americans or Hispanics to stand up and go, I, this is not the world I want. You know, and, and it's going to be hard because people have been told be less black at work. You want to be successful, be less black. Now, I. I think that was wrong when it was said, and I don't, I mean, I don't think that's true now. It might be in some, I mean, if you're in a bank or, right. you know, and, and you're like, yo, 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 dog. Okay, maybe. Right. Eminem should also be told to wear, wear a suit right. at his bank if that's where right. he's working. If, you're, if right. you're walking down the street and you have a bunch of people all tatted up and they look like thugs, like Eminem. Mm-hmm. And they're all white, and you cross the street as they're coming for you. Uh, you're not racist. You're probably just, you know, stereotyping. They could all be missionaries. You don't know, but why risk it? Um, and the same could be said if you do cross the street, and because you, you see a bunch of black men that are wearing suits or all dressed nicely or whatever. You are a racist right. if you cross if the street. <laughs> you're crossing the street because of a bunch of African-American bankers walking your way. Right. Yes, you're probably right. a racist. And it's it's the same. I mean, I had that guy on, that white guy from Canada, the rapper. What was his name? We had him on a couple of weeks ago. All tatted up, has you know nose rings and eye piercings and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you look like a skinhead. You look like somebody that I want to stay way away from. Mm-hmm. That's not who he is. How did he take that? Did he take it well? Yeah, he actually did. He actually did. He's like, I know, I know. Um, But am I, if he was another color, he happened to be white. Right. If he was another color, I, I, I couldn't say that to him. <clears throat> and the same, pe- the same people who will tell you, like, that's what white people do. They cross the street when, when black people come nearby are the same people like AOC who will say they, they thought the Capitol Police were there to hurt them when they showed up to rescue them in the middle of right. the January 6th thing. Right. Like we, you know, it, it's, you know, it is the old school definition of racism mm-hmm. to say if a bunch of black guys who are bankers in suits walking towards you, if you cross the street, you're racist. That's old school, though. That's not Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo is not saying she's what she would say is, well, look in the, look in the nearest store window. And if the reflection is white, then, yes, you're a racist. That's her definition. That's an old, that's a new thing. 
And no, it was the oldest kind of thing out there. The Klan made a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just pure racism is what it is. But I mean, it is. It's signing negative characteristics to a group of people based on skin color. Hard to figure out how that's not racism. But every store you walk in is telling its employees that this is the right way to go. Uh, and it, I, I, I what, what we were just talking about, and like, it's really, really important that people of color come out and say, this is idiotic. It's if white people can rail about it all day long. It means very little when people come out. I and mean, this is an identity politics world. It was the Christians. It was the Jews. It was the RFKs of the world. It were it was the brave white people that helped Martin Luther King break this barrier you have to have a very diverse group to be able to stop this kind of nonsense stand together this is the glenn Beck program